All right, we got take two. Well, I guess not take two, but it's our second episode that we're doing as a dad. Wife's asleep, dogs are asleep, kids asleep, so I figured maybe I'll uh, sneak away to the dungeon here, crack a beer, and uh, talk some horror movies. So here we go. Thanks, Jack. Welcome back to Little Hops of Horse Podcast. I'm John, as always, and I'm a little more uh, rested than I was uh, last episode. So uh, bear with us here as we get our feet under us, uh, or at least attempt to, <laughs> this new game we're playing called Parenthood. Um, yeah, man, we're just trying whatever we can do to make sure he's okay and make sure we're trying to get some sort of rest and trying to get a schedule. And it is, uh, <laughs> it's a challenge, but you know what? It's one that I'm, uh, I'm happy to take on. Today we're doing The Last Shift from 2014. This is another one of these uh, kind of cult favorites in the horror movie uh, community. And um, it's on a bunch of different streaming platforms. It's sitting at 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. So that's high praise. 79% on Google users. And uh, 5.8 on IMDb. So it's pretty highly rated. Couldn't find one on Walmart like I did for uh, Autopsy of Jane Doe. But uh, <laughs> regardless, uh, again, we're sticking with just one beer today just in case... Uh, I got to go full dad mode and do uh, do something useful. Uh, we're going to do double airwave from Hitchhiker. Uh, it's a double dry hop, double hazy IPA, all citra, right? My favorite hops. And um, yeah, I mean, that's just, uh, I love citra hops. It's just it's very approachable, you know, nice and like citrusy, go figure. That's probably where they got the name from. Um, <laughs> sitting at 8%, 4.18 on untapped. So it's a pretty, uh, pretty highly rated beer here. Um, but yeah, I figure we'll do one beer, and I uh, might be like this for a while. Uh, I promise next week I'm going to do um, the uh, Exorcism of Emily Rose. I almost said Annalise Michelle, but <laughs> that's the uh, that's the the true story that that movie is based off of. Um, I was able to find some cool uh, audio, like an audio clip of what she sounded like mid Exorcism. Uh, I did. We'll talk about this at the end of the episode. You guys are here for the last shift, right? Okay, so it's about a um, about a rookie cop. She got to put in her time, and there's an old police department. They got one more night of of being in this place, and they're awaiting some sort of waste removal, waste management company to to come in and, and clean up the rest of the uh, the old evidence or something that they couldn't take with them. Um, wasn't really sure. Couldn't couldn't pick up on that. Might okay. Full disclosure, uh, I was on, I don't know, maybe like hour 26 or hour 27 without sleep, uh, awaiting my wife to deliver our child into this world. And I put it, you know, the extra time that I had, you know, in that hospital room, I was watching horror movies for you guys, you know, so I just don't let that go unrecognized here. I put in my time, you know, just making sure you guys still had some content. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But seriously, that's what I did to pass some time. And, um, Something very comforting about hanging out watching Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Terrifier 2 and Autopsy of Jane Doe and all that stuff in a hospital <laughs> as, uh, as comfort. We are definitely a different breed. So as I alluded to uh, earlier, this is uh, it's a Ricky Cop. Got to put in some time. Watch over this place one last night, right? Just seems like a real easy cakewalk kind of deal. And uh, she, she walks into this place, right? It's like her first day on the job. And, uh, immediately she's met with this, this real asshole, 
of of a police officer that's that's there she's taken over for and you know she's coming in you hey sir how you doing stop right there like the guy's like really forward about everything and um you know you're kind of wondering like what the fuck is this guy's problem like she's just here to do her job and there's a theory on this so there is a spoiler uh so we're gonna go ahead and if you want to fast forward jump up about uh about i don't know a minute to be safe uh, let's do 30 seconds i can i can get it out in that time so five minute mark all right anyway so the theory is that um he's he's this aggressive towards her he's this mean to her to make sure that he's not seeing things that that she's not a ghost that she is in fact a real human being because as you find out later in these uh in this movie trippy fucking shit happens and uh this I, I tried watching this a bunch of times and i kept falling asleep to it and it it doesn't mean it's a it's a bad movie by any means it just wasn't something that i could never get through i don't know if i always watched it when i was tired or you know whatever was going on but i just always end up falling asleep and i am glad that i stuck it out this time so okay we made the five minute mark we can jump back into the review anyway uh let me take a sip of this beer here real quick so drinkable it's just exactly what i want a uh, hazy ipa to taste like it's, it's just that flavor profile uh all the time it's fantastic um rookie cop shows up gets uh aggressively put in her place by an by a veteran cop you know he comes to uh, assess her and tell her you know this is what this is what's got to happen tonight you got to be here you know shouldn't be a problem uh there's going to be a waste removal service that comes in and grab the evidence from the evidence locker and yada yada. So you know, all you got to do is stick it out and that's it. So she gets a little bit into her shift trying to kill some time as I can only imagine it'd be creepy being in a place like that by yourself. Right. So she's, you know, got cards or reading a book or whatever it is. And she gets a call from a, uh, well, a 911 call from a girl saying she needs help and all this other stuff. And she's freaking out and the call ends before she can get any more information. So she calls over to the new department and the guy on the line says, well, that's impossible because all 911 calls are, should be rerouted to here. You shouldn't be getting anything over there. So the mystery kind of starts like, well, where's this going? You know, what's, what's happening? So some more things start dropping in the background. She starts hearing some clanging and some noises and all this stuff. And she, uh, she goes to investigate comes up empty handed, doesn't see anything. And she returns to the lobby and she sees this like homeless man, right? Homeless, you know, homeless Jesus looking guy, you know, long hair, beard, all this stuff. And he's just taking a piss in the lobby. Like, come on, man, that's pretty fucking gross. <laughs> they never really explain why that happened, but, um, nonetheless it does. So she gets him taken care of, um, uh, kicks him out and, uh, locks her, locks herself back into this place more stuff just keeps going, right? It just, it it's a little unsettling. She gets another call, same girl from before. And again, you know, this girl's freaking out. She's saying, you know, there's, there's a lot of, you know, I need help. Please help me. They're going to kill me. They're going to hurt me. They're going to do this stuff. She ends up getting, you know, the girl's name is Monica and she calls the, uh, you know, the phone gets cut off. So she calls the you know, the police department again, follows up and says, Hey, you know, this girl keeps calling what's going on here. They didn't get a lot of information. So they're saying, I don't know what's going on here. They have to be calling your number. 
like your direct line in order for these things to get through. So it's, it's off to a creepy start here. You know, you're not, you're, you're kind of wondering, you know, what the hell's going on. She calls the, the waste management service or whatever's coming just to, just to maybe, you know, find out, get a ballpark idea what time they're showing up. They're like, yeah, they're really kind of, um, vague, you know, I don't know. We got stuff going on. I'm not sure when we're going to get here. So you start one, it's, it, it starts getting kind of, uh, you know, mind fucky in my opinion, you know, you're, you're kind of wondering like, all right, well, where's like this, this, you know, balance walks this line of like reality and, 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 you know, supernatural or something along those lines or something weird definitely happening. So she hears some more clattering and banging and stuff. And she goes to investigate, hoping to find something here. Right. And she sees the door propped open the back door. Uh, so somebody got in. It's homeless Jesus guy again. And he's like standing on top of the fucking evidence, like bookshelf looking things. And he's looking through something and all that stuff. So she gets him, tases him, drops him, tosses him in to the holding cell after she gets him down and everything. And this is where things start ramping up a little bit, right? Gets him in there. He doesn't want to go in. He wants nothing to do with that room. So he, he actively, you know, like a toddler when they don't want to do anything, you know, they kind of have to get drug along. It's very similar to that, except he's much bigger. <laughs> so they get in there and the door slams shut. Now she's locked in here and she's pleading. She's trying to play it cool. She's pleading. She's like, you know, let me out. We'll just let you out for the warning. You don't gotta, you know, do this. And the power goes out at the same time. So. You know, now you're like, okay, well, is, is somebody, is somebody messing with her? Is this just like a, you know, is it, is it the other cops? Are they just playing a, you know, a breaking in the new rookie? Are they, you know, is it something actually malicious? Is it, you know, uh, a, a, a thief or somebody, an intruder trying to hurt her? Or is it a ghost? Is it, you know, you don't know, you know, this, this, they, they play really well, kind of like just throwing stuff at you and you're not really sure where it's headed. And, uh. She ends up getting into a little bit of a tussle with this guy, tases him, and um, loses her flashlight in the process of all this. And it's picked up and it's shining at her and says, drop the flashlight, let me get it, you know. And the flashlight shows the guy that she just put in there. So something else is in this cell, which a few minutes before there was nobody in there. So now you're a little like, okay, I'm locked inside of a literal jail cell. And uh, I don't know what else is in here with me. <laughs> it's just, you know, then it rolls the flashlight again and something else picks it up. And it's really fucking creepy. So she heads over to the door to try to get out and everything. And you see, uh, you catch a glimpse of like a very bloody face, right? And over with like a, you know, like a, like a pillowcase or something over top of it. Very creepy. Very creepy. And then everything stops just like that. There's two like really heavily scarred figures that popped up with like blood on their face and all this stuff lights come on doors open everything's fine so she runs back out tries to get her you know collect herself and everything ends up seeing sow above her desk uh she comes to find out that's actually that, that means pig in a different language so that's kind of interesting uh the girl does keep talking about that too the one that calls on the phone the 911 chick she talks about like being surrounded by pigs or something along those lines and uh she goes to like do like a little bit of a perimeter check here, right? Check things out. Happens upon a lady of the night, <laughs> if you will. And uh, she tells her to, you know, get out of here. I'm not going to arrest you or anything, but just, just get out of here. And this woman 
Marigold. <laughs> Sounds like a stripper name or lady of the night name. Uh, mentions that, uh, you know, I was here when all that happened. She said, what are you talking about? Now, apparently, there's some liken to the to the Manson family, you know, the guys that uh, that killed that, that poor actress and all that stuff all those years ago. Uh, but they're worse. So it's some kind of evil cult, um, you know, that's, that's really in touch with, with, with the, uh, you know, the devil and all that. And when they were captured, I guess, so they, the papers had said they, they were killed on the scene and they were not, uh, they got them back to the, to the jail cell and they killed themselves in some kind of ritualistic manner. Uh, and they said what was left behind was pure evil. And, uh, so again, the mystery, you know, kind of, kind of playing on here, that scared the fuck out of me. I mean, if it was my job to be somewhere and watch, I had to do, uh, night watch the one, the one time when I was working for a construction company and, you know, they just laid concrete and it was our job to make sure that, you know, it was, you know, the fire, there was no fire watch is what it was called. Um, you just, you're all there, you're there all night and you're watching these, uh, you know, propane heaters, kerosene heaters, whatever they were, uh, just keep the shit warm so that the concrete could cure. But if somebody had told me <laughs> that people had killed themselves there and all that was left behind was pure evil. And let me tell you, that construction site was creepy as shit by yourself at night. Like really, really creepy. And it was in the wintertime too. You guys ever notice how much like more quiet it is in the wintertime at night? You know, during, during the summertime, you don't realize because, you know, you got like the bugs or you got, uh, you know, uh, frogs or whatever, cars, all this stuff. I live in the country, so I, I hear more animals than, than, you know, people. But when it gets into the wintertime, you know, and it's like 10 o'clock and you got that, you know, it's really cold. It just cuts right through you. And it's just, I don't know, there's something really creepy about, you know, nighttime in the winter. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. Somebody told me that there was pure evil left behind and all this other crazy shit was happening around me. I'd be a little skittish. And that's what happens. She gets a little skittish. So she starts walking back around. You know, the, the marigold lady walks out. Old rookie cop here, Officer Lauren is her name. Uh, you know, keeps her, her night watch going. And uh, happens across the, uh, I guess, what's an old interrogation room of sorts. Um and the payment family that's what they're called the uh you know the, the manson manson family you know more intense versions whatever they are they come on the tv and you find out what happened to them uh they were very dark and twisted people uh you see that they do indeed um hang themselves after they you know cut themselves up and all kinds of stuff it's really dark and and uh definitely definitely creepy the phone rings, kind of startling her, getting, you know, getting her out of this. She she ends up seeing a lot of this stuff and, you know, they talk about that they are working for the devil and how evil they are and all this stuff. And, you know, it's kind of hearsay. Maybe it's just like mental illness. Maybe it's, I don't know, people just wanting attention. She tries to downplay it again and Monica calls again, the girl from the, the phone line. And she's talking about... um. You know, the payments are going to do something. She calls the police station one more time. She has all the information she needs. And the officer says, that girl's dead. She's been dead for well over a year. Bum, bum, bum. 
Interesting. All right, let me take a little sip here of this beer. We're about halfway through this review. It's super creepy, man. They did a really good job with just like atmosphere because it's just, I mean, just that fear. If you guys have ever done anything on your own, you know, like staying up late in your own house can get creepy. And uh, I mean, I couldn't imagine staying somewhere by yourself in the middle of the night where you know some bad shit has happened or bad people have been. You know, you don't know what kind of energy you know, is there and what it can attract and draw. And oof, I don't want to deal with that. Now, that's why I'm not a cop though. That and I'm uh, fat and I have asthma. And if somebody were started running, I would really, really not like that. So mm. this beer is so good. I can't tell you how much beer I haven't drank since becoming a dad. He's got to be, got to be ready to go at any time. I used to slam back like, I don't know, a couple, couple of night, you know, a couple of nights a week and didn't think anything of it now. Nope. Nope. I think I've had like four beers this past week and that's it. <laughs> so this being number five. Anyway, creepy stuff keeps happening around here. You know, she's, she's hearing whistling in the halls and all this other stuff. And she's like, all right, whatever you guys, I get it. She starts calling out and asking for the other officers to come out and reveal themselves. They had their fun. Thankfully, finally, another officer does stop by and check in on her. Says, hey, how you doing? And says, I worked with your dad and all that stuff. And, you know, he'd, he'd be so proud of you and the person you became, you know, hits the, hits the cord there a little bit. albeit a little quickly that they, they get there. And, um, uh, she says, why don't you stay for a little bit? He's like, I wish I could, but I can't. Turns around and there's a huge hole in the back of his head. She just hung out with a ghost <laughs> brain matter hanging out the back of his head. So fucking super, super gross. Um, and now, you know, things are, things are getting real, well, real, real. <laughs> okay. Where are we at here? Give me one second. Let me hit this. Sorry about that. I had to step away. Uh, I heard the kid. So I went to go check on him. So thank you guys for being patient with all this. Anyway, more things start happening around here. Uh, she starts seeing like a corpse manifest itself. There's like a creepy, creature that's all bloodied and disfigured and it's like kind of crawling around behind her and she hears screams coming from the jail cell where homeless jesus dude is hanging out and she can see the the payments you know hanging behind her um and she keeps you know just trying to downplay this she's talking about like you know this this isn't real this isn't real this is all fake this is all fake none of this is happening she keeps her patrol up. Now things are really starting to ramp up here. There's there's more and more sightings and sounds and all kinds of stuff. And she slowly starts, you know, feels like she's slipping into insanity, essentially. And she happens across a group of girls, and they're singing some kind of song that you would, you know, I guess they were they were taught. It's part of their cult. Um, and they're all staring in this mirror. They're all it's like a half circle of girls, and they turn around and all their faces are fucked up. But the the image, you know, like their reflections do not turn. So that's always like a super creepy factor. I love in movies when uh, the mirror thing, you know, they look and the image in the mirror doesn't reflect literally their, their action or their emotion. Fucking super creepy. Door slams behind her. You know, she, she ends up seeing that the evidence room that they, they were coming to clean up is like scattered and, and all kinds of crazy shit just keeps happening. You know, the girl that keeps calling the station, you know, all this other stuff. She's hearing more and more things. It just, it's so 
I just, I couldn't imagine like being somewhere and just hearing stuff all the time. There's those like stories of like people that live in like actually haunted houses and they just like don't fucking leave. They don't leave. So it gets a little weird here. Um, there's some girl that's there and I, I don't, I don't quite remember how they tied this part of the storyline in. And you'll see when we get to the end here, uh, regardless, it was kind of a cool scene. She gets knocked out because she gets caught off guard, woken back up by some girl who's apparently in the cult. And, you know, she's saying like, he's, he's going to be here. It's going to, it's been one year, you know, John Michael Payman is, is, is the king of hell, which is, oh, that's an awesome title, right? But, you know, you're, it, you think about hell and you think about, you know, Satan or the devil or whatever, Bezel Bub or Lucifer or fucking whatever name you have for him. But is he the king of hell or is there like a dude that's even more badass? Not badass, but you know what I mean? Like more terrifying, more whatever. And she says that, you know, he's coming. He'll, you know, he. it's been a year. It's time for him to come back, stuff like that. And she grabs the gun from the cop. After she uh, knocked her out, turns the gun on herself and goes ahead and kill the week. Shoots herself right in the fucking head. Yeah, that's her kill of the week. Uh, mainly because that's what we kill you see the most. But uh, it, it starts getting really kind of heady here, where where some, you know, she's starting to see things that aren't there. You know, her dad calls on the phone and is talking to her. Um, it, it just gets, you know, she goes to, she, she's trying to, to make it through this night. She calls the, the other officer, the one that was there before. And he's like, you know, are you alive? Then why are you calling me? And she just keeps trying to hold it together and, and talk herself through all this. But it just, the creepy factor just keeps going and she can't get over it. More and more shit keeps happening. She hears, you know, homeless Jesus, you know, whatever struggling. She goes over to check on him and he had hung himself. And there are handcuffs on him. So like, how did he get up there? So something is, is, is going, uh, something is, is getting worse. Uh, she hears a, a call come across the radio. Some singing happens very, un, you know, unsettling screaming and all this stuff. And they're really cool effect here. There's some blood that starts pouring out of it. I always thought that was awesome. Um, I had an idea for like a movie years ago where, you know, that happens with like a baby monitor, uh, Nonetheless, you know, I don't know why I think it's cool, but that's just one of my favorite, uh, favorite thing. So we're pretty much at the end of this movie. Now things are going crazy. She ends up getting locked in the cell again. And this bed sheet drops down with like a projector on it and essentially shows the payment family and what they do in real time. And as she's watching all this stuff, she just like, at this point, she's so jaded by all the creepy shit. She's just like, yeah, okay, whatever. I'm here for the ride. That's it. And uh, they appear, they manifest out of nowhere. And he's a great fucking villain. He is so creepy looking that the two, um, you know, his two girls or whatever, his servants, whatever they are, uh, on either side of him, they got the, you know, the cut up faces and all this stuff. Uh, I got, I got some like Hellraiser vibes here. Cause you see like the, just like the teeth, you know, remember the dude that like chatters his teeth. I got a lot of that. There's just blood and it's just really unsettling looking and his appearance is so terrifying. He's just got this, you know, 
he looks scary. He's a, he's like a good character. Whoever came up with him, uh, kudos to you. Cause he's fucking definitely, definitely creepy. She gets out of there and she starts seeing, um, people run around like the, uh, the family they're here for him. You know, we're going to get him. He belongs to us. Don't you do it. And you know, they're like, we're going to get you little girl. Come here, Peggy. They're saying all these like terrifying things and the cop, you know, she has to defend herself. So she runs around, she's like shooting shit, like all John Wick style, like pop, 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 you know, whatever they're shooting back at her. And, um, she gets to like the next, to the last guy and shoots him, goes to shoot him again and gets shot. And you're like, what the fuck? Funny. One of them got him. No, it's officer Cone from the very beginning, the dickhead cop. And you're like, wait a minute. So is this motherfucker like, I remember like watching this in real time and I was like, wait, so this motherfucker knows all this is happening. Like he's on their side. No, that was the cleaning crew. She had hallucinated. This thing had infiltrated her mind. Whatever entity this was had infiltrated her mind and made her think that she was living this real life nightmare when she wasn't. So that cleaning crew was there. She gunned them all down and uh, the officer ended up, you know, having to shoot her because she was, uh, she was out of her mind. She slowly starts singing the song that the other girls were singing earlier in the movie. And, um, that's about it. You don't really see what happens there. You just see the King of Hell one more time. Uh, and that's, that's the movie kind of leaves you on a little bit of a cliffhanger. You're, you're not really sure where it's headed. If she survives, what happens to her? Does she end up with him? So, you know, I don't know. It just kind of leaves a lot to, you know, think about. I, I really did not see that twist coming at the end. I thought that, that it was really well done because it was like, you know, like two, two curveballs, like one after the other, you know, one that she got shot. And you're like, well, I wasn't expecting that Two by the cop that was there earlier. And then three, you find out that, you know, she had been gunning down the, the people the whole time. Definitely wasn't wasn't uh, expecting that ending. Really enjoyed it. I'm gonna say that's like a nine out of ten for me, just because it was it was pretty cool and creepy throughout. Uh, great effects with, you know, the, the the characters like the bad characters were very sinister, very dark, very creepy. Um, overall, like as as far as a hidden gem, this is this is one of them. Um, not not a hidden gem, but it's one of those ones that like you know. I think everybody would probably like this. You know, we did like Mungo a couple of weeks ago and uh, that one was, you know, it wasn't bad. It was cool how they did it. It was unique in the shot, in the style they shot it in and everything. But um, I could see how it's like off-putting and it, maybe it's not for everybody. If you're a horror fan, I mean, there's a real good chance you're going to like this one uh, if you haven't seen it. Uh, but I say this at the end of the movie, <laughs> at the end of the review, I really should start saying this stuff before. Uh, but it's so hard. I'm still trying to figure out my exact structure getting down here. A lot of it's ad-libbed. If you guys couldn't tell, I do have notes that I pull from, but you know, Hey, you guys keep coming back for a reason. So this is, uh, this is awesome. Thank you again for giving me a chance to, to live out my little mini, uh, mini dream here, mini fantasy. Keep uh, giving me a reason to drink some beers and, and all that stuff. So, all right, next week, I promise we're finally going to do the exorcism of Emily Rose. Cause I have that, that clip of Annalise Michelle on dog. I could hit play right now and you guys could hear it, but we're not going to do that. Are we? No, we're not. So I'll get it going. Uh, not sure. We're going to do the beers from Germany. 
uh, with that. And then uh, we got pumpkin beers dropping. We got Oktoberfest beers dropping. And by the time this one hits, um, August is going to be over. We're going to be into September. And after, yeah, so we're going to do Oktoberfest for the next beer that we, or the next movie we end up doing. Uh, all that stuff's hitting, and I love Oktoberfest beers. Oh, my God, they're so fucking good. Um, I always have an Oktoberfest party where we have, like, beer cheese and, like, German food, and I just drink as many different kinds of Oktoberfest beers that I can get my hand on. And just to see, like, how do the local guys, you know, stack up against the dudes from Germany that have been making it for, you know, 500 years or whatever. It's just cool to do a little side-by-side experiment. None of the beers are ever bad, but it's, you know, it's just neat to see, you know, taste the same style up against, you know, each other. So regardless, thank you once again for all the support, tuning in and everything. Um, yeah, next week is, is the exorcism of Emily Rose. There we go. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed. Thank you. If you haven't, uh, jump on Instagram, give me a follow. You know, all these, all these little things matter, you know, ratings, all that stuff just takes two seconds to do it. Uh, and that's it. If not, no big deal. I'm going to keep doing it anyway. So thank you again. We will talk to you guys next week. Stay safe out there. Cheers.